It's story time by our favorite English author, Enid Blyton. The Magical Adventures of the Wishing Chair, Chapter Seventeen: The Windy Wizard. The wishing chair rose high into the air, carrying Peter and Chinky. It had stopped raining, and it and was a hot, sunny day. And the wind the chair made rushing through the air was very pleasant. Peter wished Molly was with them. It was much more fun to go on adventures all together. Presently, the chair came into a very windy sky. Goodness, how the wind blew! It blew the white clouds to rags. It blew Peter's hair nearly off his head. It blew the chair's wings so that it could hardly flap them. The windy wizard lives somewhere about here," said Chinky, looking down. "Look, do you see that hill over there, golden with buttercups? There's a house there. It's the windy wizard's. I'm sure because it's rocking about in all directions, as if the wind lived inside it." Down flew the wishing chair. It came to rest outside the cottage, which was certainly rocking about in a most alarming manner. Peter and Chinky jumped off and ran to the cottage door. They knocked. "Come in!" cried a voice. They opened the door and went in. Ooh! The wind rushed out at them and nearly blew them off their feet. "Good day," said the windy wizard. He was a most peculiar-looking person, for he had long hair and a very long beard and a cloak that swept to the ground. But as the wind blew his hair and beard and cloak up and down and round and about all the time, it was very difficult to see what he was really like. Good day," said Peter and Chinky, staring at the wizard. He hadn't a very comfortable house to live in. Peter thought because there were draughts everywhere, round his legs, down his neck, behind his knees, and all the cottage was full of a whispering, sighing sound, as if a wind was talking to itself all the time. "Have you come to buy a little wind?" asked the wizard. "No," said Chinky. "I've come about a boy who made faces when the wind changed, and he can't get right again. So we thought perhaps you could help us. I know that if we could get a little of the wind that blew at that time and puff it into his face, he'll be all right. But how can we get that wind?" "What a foolish boy!" said the windy wizard, his cloak blowing out and hiding him completely. What time did this happen? At half past three this afternoon," said Peter. "I heard the nursery clock strike. It's difficult, very difficult," said the wizard, smoothing down his cloak. "You see, the wind blows and is gone in a trice. Now let me think. For a moment, who is likely to have kept a little of that wind? What about the birds that were flying in the air at that moment?" asked Chinky. They may have some in their feathers, you know. Yes, so they may," said the wizard. He took a feather from a jar that was full of them and flung it out of the door. "Come, birds, and bring the breeze from your wing," he chanted. Peter and Chinky looked out of the door, hoping that dozens of birds would come, but only one appeared, and that was a blackbird. Only one bird was flying in the air with the wind at that moment," said the wizard. "Come, blackbird, shake your feathers. I want the wind from them." The blackbird shook his glossy feathers out, and the wizard held a green paper bag under them to catch the wind in them. 
The bag blew up a little like a balloon. Not enough wind here to change your friend's face back again, said the wizard, looking at it. I wonder if there were any kites using the wind at that moment. He went to a cupboard and took the tail of a kite out of it. He threw it up into the air just outside the door. Come, kites, and bring the breeze from your wind. From your wing, he called. Peter and Chinky watched eagerly, and to their delight, saw two kites sailing down from the sky. One was green, one, and one was red. They fell at the wizard's feet. He shook each one to get the wind into his green bag. It blew up just a little more. Still not enough, said the wizard. I'll get the little ships along. They will surely be enough then. He ran to the mantelpiece and took a tiny sailor doll from it. He threw it up into the air and it disappeared. Come, ships, and bring the breeze from your wing, sang the old wizard, his hair and beard streaming out little smoke. Then, sailing up a tingling stream that ran down the hillside, came six little toy sailing ships, their sails full of the wind. They sailed right up to the wizard's front door, for the stream suddenly seemed to run there, and quickly and neatly, the old wizard seized each ship. Shook its sails into the green paper bag and then popped it back on the street on the stream. Away sailed the ships again, and Peter and Chinky saw them no more. The paper bag was quite fat and full now. That's about enough, I think," said the wizard. "Now I'll put the wind into a pair of bellows for you." He took a small pair of bellows from his fireside and put the tip of them into the green paper bag. He opened the bellows and they sucked in all the air from the bag. The wizard handed them to Peter and Chinky. Now don't puff with these bellows until you reach your friend, he said. Then use them hard and puff all the air into his face. It will come right again in a twink. Thank you so much for your help," said Chinky gratefully. He and Peter ran to the wishing chair again and climbed into it, holding the bellows carefully. The chair rose up into the air as Chinky cried, "Home, chair, home!" In a few minutes, it was flying in at the box room window, for Molly had run up and opened it, ready for the chair when it came back again. Peter and Chinky shut the window after them. Ran down to the nursery and burst in at the door. Thomas was still there, his face screwed up and his cheeks blown out. "I'm so glad you're back," said Molly. "It's horrid being here with Thomas. His face is so nasty to look at. It makes me feel I'm in a dream. Have you got something to make it right?" "Yes," said Chinky, showing her the bellows. The windy wizard has filled these bellows full of the wind that blew when Thomas made that face. If we puff it at him, his face will be all right again. Go on then, puff," said Molly. So Chinky lifted up the bellows and puffed them right into Thomas's face. Poof! Thomas gasped and spluttered. He shut his eyes and coughed, and when he opened them, his face had gone right again. His nose and forehead were no longer screwed up. And his cheeks were quite flat, not a bit blown up. You're right again now, Thomas," said Chinky. "But let it be a lesson to you not to be silly any more. I'll never pull faces again," said Thomas, who had really had a dreadful fright. 
But who are you? Are you a fairy? Never mind who I am, and don't say a word about me or what has happened this afternoon," said Chinky and Thomas. Promised, he ran home feeling puzzled, but very happy to think that he had got his face its right shape again. Well, that was an exciting sort of adventure, Molly," said Peter, and he told her all about it. The Windy Wizard was so nice. I say, what about giving him back his bellows? I'll manage that," said Chinky, taking them. "I must go now, and someone will come into the nursery and see me. Goodbye till next time." End of chapter.